Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello, I'm Dr. Joe Bean. Welcome to Marriage Helper Live. This is a program where you can call in and talk to us and ask us any kind of relationship question that you, ha- that, uh, that you have. It can be about anything. Most of the questions we get are about marriages that are in trouble, but if you have any relationship question you'd like to ask, we'd be glad to help you to do that. We already have several callers waiting out there, and we'll get to those callers in just a moment. But first, with us today, we have our CEO, Kimberly Holmes, who's been out for a while. As a matter of fact, you left the country. I've been out for a while. I think January 28th or something was the last time I was here. And Jesse, our producer, he was texting me a question about the show earlier today. Mm-hmm. And he was like, which, which headset or whatever do you prefer? And I said, I don't know. I've had two kids since last time I did this. So I don't remember Now you have anything. to explain how you got two kids since January, okay? You know, it's a miracle. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, we, we did adopt two kids from India. I left. I've been on maternity leave. I'm still technically on maternity leave, but here to assist Joe on the show this morning. And so, yeah, we we left on, I think it was February 3rd. It was Super Bowl Sunday that we left, mm-hmm. went to India, spent about two weeks there. Um, and then we went to the orphanage February 6th and we got our kids and we actually have a picture of the day uh, if Jesse's going to pull it up the day that we got to the orphanage, our first time meeting our children in person. I mean, this was our first time ever, ever meeting. And the orphanage had done an amazing job preparing them for us. You can see Boomy, our daughter, has a photo book in her hand there that the orphanage had gone over every week with her and her brother, Arrow, our son, um, just telling them who we were, that we were coming to get them. And then um, we left. The, we were there about an hour with them. Yeah, well, we, who's that guy? And that's my husband. That was us. And, and that was our first day as a family. And then, you know, we, we just dived right into it, right? We went from having no kids to getting two that were four and a half and two years old, and they don't speak English. So it's been quite the amazing and just all of the things past couple of months that we've had to experience not knowing English together, you know, all of it, but we have just bonded so well as a family. And so this is us two and a half months later. This was Easter Sunday, just last week. Um, And there's all of us in different capacities, you know, me and Arrow, me and Boomy, all of us. And then me and Rob looking at least somewhat well slept (laughs) and, and happy. So we're doing really well. Still have a little more time on maternity leave, just joining together as a family, but it's been amazing. Well, welcome back to the United States of America. Thanks. So happy to have those wonderful children, and they both just, they're great kids. They're so Okay, good. we're going to give you our telephone number, and then we're going to go to the first call. If you'd like to call to ask a question, that number is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, when you hear the answer, press the number one, and that puts you in the queue so that we can actually talk to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get started with our first call. The first one we have is Dana from Maryland. Dana, can you hear us? No. Yes. 
Yes. How may we help you today, Dana? Yes, yes. How may we help you? My husband and I are going to be attending the workshop this June. Um, I think I just need affirmation of the success at the workshop because as of right now, he met he went overseas on a contract two years ago and met someone. And so as of right now, he is engaged to this person and you know wants to end it with me. Um, so he's only been back in the states for two weeks. Um, in the last two weeks, we have started to develop a friendship again. Like I do feel like my friend is back, but I know that today he's going to talk to me and. You know, I've been working on the pies and you know, trying to focus on my stuff, but still trying to keep my family together. Okay, Kimberly, can you help me? The, I'm having difficulty hearing. Okay, Dana, I, I'm having – there's a little bit of feedback on your end, but what I uh, heard was – what I, what I heard you say so far was that your husband has been back for two weeks. Is that correct? Yes. Back where? Yeah, back he, home? Uh, yeah, he went to Taiwan in 2017, and he was there until June of last year on business. Okay. And but back home means back in home. the same house with you. Is that correct? Back in the States, yeah. And then he was only but back in the States for three months. The question, and the question I'm asking, Dana, Dana, the question I'm asking is, is he back in the home with you or just back in the United States? He is back in the home with me. Um, he really has nowhere okay. to go right now. So. Okay. All right. And then, so we, we can hear you much better now. So what, what was the basic underlying question that you're asking, my friend? I'm just kind of, I'm feeling hopeless right now. So we are coming to the workshop in June. I'm just kind of wondering what the mm-hmm. success rate is for someone like this, where he is like, I'm going to marry this other person. You and I are over. I'm just doing this because you asked me to, but I don't really want to kind of say. Mm-hmm. Well, we obviously can't tell you about a specific situation, including yours, where we can say the percentage rate of potential success is this. But I can tell you that overall, and, and understand this, Dana, many, many of the people who come to the workshop come in exactly the same kind of situation you're describing in that There's one reluctant spouse who really doesn't want to come to the workshop, but is coming because the other either has asked them to, or the other has actually offered some kind of a deal. Right. Okay. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay. Can you hear Uh, me? Okay. I can now. But let me finish if I may. What I'm saying is that there are many people who will come. And the spouse is only there because they've been offered some kind of a deal or because the spouse asked and they have no intention. As a matter of fact, we have couples come where they actually bring the divorce papers because the person that wanted to come to the workshop made the promise to the other. If at the end of the workshop, you don't want to put this back together, I'll go ahead and sign the papers. So we have a lot of situations where that people are convinced they're going to marry somebody else or whatever it might be. So while I cannot tell you how it will work, specifically for you. I'm saying the situation, um, we see three out of four of those couples in that general situation turn around and put their marriage back together. Now, understand, I can't tell you that it will happen for you, but the odds are pretty good, but we cannot guarantee it. Okay. All right. The other thing is um, I just, I'm not, like, as far as him and I go, you know, 
I do feel like I have my best friend back in that sense. There's nothing romantic, but on a friend level, we're starting to connect again that way. However, we have three children, and I have explained to him that the kids are having a very difficult time with this, and he keeps saying, you know, they're going to be okay, they're fine. Our 14-year-old just got suspended from school for 10 days, and he has never done anything wrong. (laughs) Like, this is a first, and I just, even now, he's like, they're going to be okay, and I I just don't know how to, you know, when he talks to them, he says, he says, in my opinion, the wrong thing. And I, you know, I try not to, I try to just let it go. And then, you know, I might pull my son to the side and say, you know, this is what daddy probably meant. But um, how do I get him to see, like, I don't know. Like, point, I don't want my kids to get messed mm-hmm. up from this either. I understand. But since, but since you are coming to the workshop in June, and that's not very far away, if mm-hmm. I, if I were you, I mean, you have to make your own decision about what you do. But if I were you, I wouldn't try to do anything to fix anything between now and the workshop. In other words, let the okay. professionals work with that, if you will. Now, if you do something okay. harmful to the kid, obviously you have to intervene with that. But mm-hmm. let let us do our work in those three days. We can't promise you a miracle, but let us do our work in those three days. And the information that will come from third-party objective professionals such as us is a lot more acceptable than from when it comes from a person that's the spouse. So right. I would say just hang loose, hang loose, just just get to the workshop and try not to ruffle the feathers or rock the boat until then. That's my suggestion, okay? Okay. All right, well, All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. I think she called me Jim. Did she call me Jim? <laughs> <laughs> if she did, she was, maybe was thinking Porto or maybe was thinking Jim Beam, like the alcohol. Yeah. I'm not offended if they call me Jim. Many, many people call me Jim, but understand Jim is the rich one. Many people call me Kim. And that is not the thing to do. No, no, don't call her Kim. She is Kimberly. But I'm not Jim Beam, the whiskey guy or the bourbon guy. I am Joe Beam, the uh, marriage guy. Not because of the free alcohol, but because of the fortune that you would have. And be able. All right, Joe, it looks like we have two questions next about smart contact. I'm trying to figure out which one we should start with. Well, let's start with the one that came first. I'm up. All right, let's do that one. We have, I'm going to say Pia. In Washington? In Washington. Is, it, is that what you How do we pronounce name? your name? Yes, that is correct. Uh, it's Pia. Pia. Okay, a beautiful name. Right on. That's a beautiful name. It is very pretty. How yeah. may we help you today, my friend? Thank you. Uh, Thanks so much for taking my call. I've been calling in for quite a few weeks, and I'm so excited to talk to you both. Uh, And Kimberly, congratulations on your two kids. I'm from India, too, so if you ever want any any, uh, words of endearment that I can teach you, I can tell you a few uh, that you can talk to your kids about in Hindi. I love it. Yes, they do speak some Hindi. Thank you. Okay. How may we help you today? um, yes, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jo, um, Joe, uh, my question is, um, how do I navigate um, smart contact with my husband and know when it's time to have a relationship talk? I have been maintaining uh, smart contact for a few months, but it mm-hmm. seems that this has only increased the disconnect uh, both emotionally and physically. Um, mm-hmm. Just for a quick background, you know, we've been married for 18, 18 years, and last September my husband told me that he is uh, does not love me anymore. Um, at mm-hmm. that point of time, he said he wanted to work on our 
relationship. We have two kids, 14 and um, 9. Um, but I actually reacted really badly and did everything that was not uh, that I was not meant to do. I even have said that if you can't get these, you know, if you can't work on it, um, why don't you move out? Um, however, um, you know, after coming across your videos and everything, I've been trying to implement uh, a lot of, um, you know, what the what the course is. I'm a part of the same marriage course as well. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, what's happened yeah. in the past six months is that my husband has turned around and said, I have felt too pressurized and uh, you're pushing me too much. Just I don't know what I want. I'm confused and let me be. Um, and so now it's been two months since it's actually since that conversation happened in February and it's been two months uh, since I've been trying to maintain smart contact, but nothing has improved. I want to talk to him about working on this marriage together to coming to the workshop, but I'm really scared that that will push him over uh, to the next uh, step, which I don't know what it's mm-hmm. going to be. So I really need, need your help here. Okay, great. Pia, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask Kimberly, just for the sake of all the other viewers and listeners, to explain what Smart Contact yeah. is. And then after she finishes explaining mm-hmm. that, then I want to talk specifically okay. about what you just asked. But Kimberly, Kimberly's an expert on Smart Contact. For those that are new to that, can you explain what Smart Contact means? Yeah, really briefly, if you want more in-depth on uh, on what Smart Contact is, you can visit our YouTube video. Jesse will post the link to that in the comments so you can see a full description on that and explanation. Actually, we have a YouTube channel they can find, right? Like, yeah. It's how, what? YouTube.com slash Marriage Helper. And we have a ton of videos there. And yeah, we have a that. ton. A ton, okay. and this is one of them as well. And so, basically, the premise of Smart Contact is is not the following. It is not, I'm going to contact my spouse every single day because if I say the right thing or get them at the right time or make them feel guilty enough, then they're going to respond to me and come back. That's not smart contact. That is what ends up a lot of times pushing our spouse away. Um, It's something that we at Marriage Helper actually call push behaviors. And it's also not stopping contact altogether and hoping that absence will make the heart grow fonder, thinking that if he never hears from me or she never hears from me, then one day they're just going to wake up and miss me so much they're going to come running back. That doesn't work either. So smart contact is a blend of those two, a mindful, smart blend of those two, where we actually say, okay, instead of trying to contact your spouse all of the time and push them to do what you want them to do, and then instead of not talking to them at all, let's just do this in a smart way. So it's actually an acronym, the S-M-A-R-T, all stand for things. And the premise of it is you are mindful about what you actually interact with your spouse about. So you take things that you would have to talk to them about anyway. Um, So things like with the kids or when tax season is around or things that are business items that aren't based in your marriage and the problems going on in your marriage, but things that don't have any emotional ties to them. And that's what you use to start conversations with your husband or with your wife. So you reach out when it makes sense. And then when they start responding back to you in a very, you know, these are things that aren't going to be emotionally based, like, hey, the house payment is due, which account do you want me to pay it out of? Pay it out of the Wells Fargo. And you just let it sit there. You don't try and take that as an opportunity yet to go further, but you start building trust with your wayward spouse that you're not going to be emotional. You're not going to push them to do something they don't want to do or talk about something they don't want to talk about. And as that trust builds, from there, then you can build on it by starting to develop a friendship again with your spouse. But again, not trying to talk about the marriage problems at that point. But if you want more about how to do smart contact, again, you can go to youtube.com slash marriage helper and look for our video there that's all about smart contact. 
Okay, that's a good brief description of that. Again, you can find a longer Super version short. of that yeah. in our YouTube channels there. Mm-hmm. All right, Priya, back to you, or Pia, back to you. You've been practicing this smart contact, but before you did, if, if I heard you correctly, mm-hmm. before you did is when you said that mm-hmm. he was telling you that he was feeling pressured, right? Um, no, yes. Um, I started mm-hmm. practicing it when he turned around and said, this is too much. I thought my feelings would be back by now. It's been four months, but mm-hmm. uh, it's only getting worse, and I'm confused. I don't know what I want, and maybe we should talk mm-hmm. about a separation. Okay. And since you started practicing smart contact, has he uh, gotten any better in the way he communicates with you, any warmer at all? No. In fact, it's only got worse. He has withdrawn um, emotionally. We, I mean, we live together, so we talk business all the time. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking to each other about the kids and work and food and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, he shares a lot of his work with me. But other than mm-hmm. that, we don't talk. Every time we go out, there's a strained silence and, you know, there are awkward silences mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. till that point of time, we were also physically intimate in the past month and a half. He's pulled away from that as well. Um, mm-hmm. There is no, you know, there is no warmth. Uh, there's no physical contact at all. I don't believe there is anybody mm-hmm. else. I've asked him a couple of times and he said no. Um, but I don't know at this point. I'm just really doubting everything. Okay. What, why is he saying that he wants to leave? That he wants to end the marriage? What, what reason is he giving? He's saying he's not happy and he's not been happy for a few years. Um, for the mm-hmm. past couple of years, we've fought a lot. We both were in very high-pressure jobs, and mm-hmm. we barely spent any time together. Um, mm-hmm. He would travel a lot. Um, he did have an affair almost 16 years back. It was a short mm-hmm. affair of two months. And okay. um, when that distance started growing between us in the past year, year mm-hmm. and a half, especially for this travel, I re- started mistrusting him and, you know, uh. Uh, Behaving in a really, uh, behaving in a suspicious manner. So, so and does, reacting does badly he feel? Does he feel then controlled? I don't does know. He feel maybe. you were trying to control him. Yeah, he said you keep asking me, and why shouldn't I have these friends? And if so, what if they are women? Right. And um, you know, okay. and that behavior has just put a distance between us. It's one of the biggest things we run into, Pia. Pia. The number one thing that we see, of course, when people contact us, is infidelity. But a close second is a person who feels that they're being controlled. Now, and that mm-hmm. control can occur without you even intending it or meaning it for it to happen. I'm not going to talk about mm-hmm. that right now, but I will say this. In answer to your original question, you say, mm-hmm. okay, so at what point do I bring up the relationship? Either A, you just keep going like this and hope that it gets warmer and that you can talk mm-hmm. about those things like that. Or B, if you feel like, no, we're still deteriorating, then at some point mm-hmm. you might want to take the risk. What I mean is start off not, not by doing anything that appears to be accusatory toward him because you've already indicated about what you just said, that he reacts negatively if he thinks he's not being trusted. And so mm-hmm. if you decide to bring it up because it's like, okay, things are getting worse, not better, so maybe I need to do something now. If you make that decision, mm-hmm. then sit down with the two of you, look him in the eye and say, please understand, I'm going to ask you something for me. It's not saying anything negative about you at all, but... For my sake, even if you decide you are going to leave this relationship forever, even if you decide you're going to divorce me, I need to learn some things about what went wrong and how I can be a better person. Therefore, will you for me go with me to this workshop if if you want to come to our workshop? 
if if uh, if he will only go to a counselor, then it's the same thing. Will you for mm-hmm. me do this so that it's not coming across in any way as there's something wrong with you we need to go fix? But in terms of I'm asking you because of the experiences we've had together, the years, the children, I'm asking you that you do this for me. Now, it is a workshop, and it's about marriage, but I can learn there a lot about what what didn't, what shouldn't have happened that did on my part and how I can be better next time. So would you come for me? The whole idea of being never make it about him, make it about you and what you're requesting. Now in the process, don't beat yourself up. Don't say, because I've been mm-hmm. terrible, I've been bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just say, make it where that it's not that you're coming across as a big, a weak person who's begging, but you come across as a person who's still strong and calm, but asking a very serious favor. If anything works, that is the one that's most likely to work, in my opinion, in your situation. And so if that's what you feel like you should try, then I think that makes sense if you feel that's the thing to do now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I've just been really worried about it because we are seeing a counselor, and um, he has not been very – I mean, he he's very good, but – talking and listening to what she has to say. But when we leave that place, that's it. There is no, uh, it's not helped. The counselor is not helped at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that me asking him to go through a workshop is again going to be turned around as that's another pressure <coughs> that you're putting on me to do something. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right about turning it around and making it about understanding the situation better mm-hmm. for me. Uh, that might work mm-hmm. better. I hope that it does. I hope it does. Mm-hmm. And And people typically will listen to us when they don't listen to counselors because of the way we do it. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we're, we are the absolute best on the planet. I'm not trying to say that. It's just that we have a unique approach that often people who will not listen to the counselors will listen to us. Now, I cannot guarantee he will, but I hope that you come. I'd love to meet you. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Pia. Our heart is with thank you. We you are on your you. side. Okay. <sighs> My heart hurts. We talk to so many people who are in pain, who are just, as you talk to them, you can hear that this is just, these are good people with mm-hmm. good hearts. Everybody messes up. Mm-hmm. Everybody. There's no such thing as a perfect spouse. But my heart breaks for people who are in those kinds of pain. Yeah. Now, let me apologize to all of you guys watching or listening. Uh, I have bronchitis, so forgive me when occasionally I have to cough. And, and because of the medicine I'm taking, also have to dab my forehead some. So please forgive me. It's not because your questions are making me nervous. Uh, it is hot in here. Is, is bronchitis contagious? <laughs> Go off that way. <laughs> please. Okay. It's the benefits of online viewing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's not contagious to you guys. How about that? All right. What's our next one? All right. We have more on smart contact here. We have Jeanette or Janet. It's one of the two. I'm going to go with Jeanette. Is it Jeanette from Maine? It's Jeanette. You're, yes, that's correct. I'm two for two on names. How are you doing today, Jeanette? How can we help you? I'm I'm good, thank you. Congratulations on your babies. Um, thank I you. have a husband. We were married 28 years, and he filed for divorce in November of last year um, after about two years of not a good relationship. So I learned early on, fortunately, about not begging, pleading, having smart contact, and working on my pies. So I feel really good about myself. Good. But good. I'm wondering how I can increase my communication with him um, as he does not talk to me. I've 
offered to go to the workshop with him, and he laughed and thought that that was ridiculous. And he's basically, he said he just wants his marriage to be over. So mm. given the fact that we don't communicate, I'm wondering how I can best work on improving our relationship. Mm. Is he saying why he wants out of the marriage? Hello? In the beginning, can you hear me? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, now. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the beginning, when things started acting very strangely, he was looking for an affair partner, and that was two years ago. And we went to counseling, and he denied it and said that I made him feel emasculated, and a lot of it had to do with sex, unfortunately, and I think mm-hmm. um, feeling maybe controlled, but he didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. And so, so he was had like, a fair partner. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, I interrupted. Go ahead, please. He's had an affair partner for um, almost a year and a half, and they are mm-hmm. now living together. He's bought a new home. Okay. And so at this point, see, typically, Jeanette, when we talk about it, we say, okay, people don't leave what they have unless they believe they're going to something better. So people don't leave what they have unless they believe they're going to something better. It doesn't mean it is better, but that's at least what they believe. And and we look for, okay, then is that predicated upon push behavior from the spouse? In other words, I'm pushing you out of the marriage. Or is it predicated on a call out here, uh, not a push but a pull, that something else is pulling them out? Now, there's always in every marriage a little bit of push. I mean, because nobody's perfect, and we all do some things that tick off our partners. I mean, that's just because we're human, and that occurs. So what we look for when we look for a push is like something bigger than just everyday irritations. Now, if indeed he was highly frustrated with your sex life, and if indeed he felt that he was not being treated fairly there, and I'm just I'm not saying he was. I'm just talking about what you just said. Then that could be a push, without a doubt. But right now, he has a pull, a big pull, and that's her, right? So in that situation, what you do is you have children together. Is that correct? We have three adult children and one 17-year-old. Okay. So you'll be having at least some contact with each other because of the children. It may not be much, but you'll have some. We recommend, we suggest that you continue to do the smart contact, that, that don't panic if it doesn't appear to be working because it's still the smartest and best thing to do. Now, the fact that he's been with an affair partner for a while doesn't mean it's going to be busy with her from now on. Those things often at some point just begin to fall apart. And so what we recommend to people is if you keep doing the things that we talk about, like the pies, taking care of yourself physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, that you keep taking care of you and that you become a safe person to talk to all the things we teach in our online course, all the things you can find on our free YouTube, uh, YouTube videos, articles on our website, The plan is that even if you want a divorce, even if he thinks he's going to be with her forever, at whatever point that begins to break down and fall apart, what we're hoping for by you doing all the things we teach is that he begins to think, wait a minute, maybe it's better to be with Jeanette. Now, we're not saying you do the pies and the safe contact just to get him back. You actually do it for you so that if he does not come back, it still makes you better prepared for whatever comes in the future. But by doing that for you, you do become more attractive. And so don't panic, don't frustrate, uh, be frustrated if it doesn't appear to be working now. It's still the smartest thing to do because the only other options are 
A, you just push, 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 and that rarely, if ever, works, or B, cut off all contact together, which actually wouldn't even be practical in your situation because you have children together. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is encourage you to keep doing those things, Mm -hmm. even when he doesn't seem to be reacting positively, because ultimately, in the deepest sense, you do those things for you to become the best you you can be. Now, we don't do what Mm -hmm. we do trying to prepare you to leave this marriage and make another marriage happen, but we constantly find that for the, the percentage who do wind up divorced, they typically do much, much better in the next relationship because of all the things they've learned. Now, I'm not trying to get you to focus on the next relationship. I'm not. We right. really hope this one gets saved. But doing this is going to be benefit you no matter how it comes out. And we certainly hope it comes out for the good with you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I know it's hard. Okay. I know it's tough. Your heart's involved in it, but our hearts are with you. Is there, you, you sound discouraged. Did I just discourage you, my friend? No, not at all. I think that I was aware of most of the things that you said. I, I've listened to your podcasts repeatedly um, multiple times. So I've, I've learned a lot and I do do it for myself. Um, and I don't know what the future holds. I've, I've given up that control. So I just didn't know if you had any thoughts um, other than that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't, at least not at the moment. Okay. 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 All right, thank thank you, you so much. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. Uh, such good people. Just really good people. Yeah. You know, when at the end when she said, I didn't know if you had any other thoughts for me, and your answer was, unfortunately, I do not. My answer to your answer would be, but fortunately, you've been doing all the right things. I mean, yes, she has. You know, it can, in some ways, I guess, be discouraging when you're hoping to get a different answer. But how great is it when you call and the answer is, yeah, you're doing it. I mean, you're doing what works. And it's ultimately going to work for you, even if it doesn't work for your marriage. It's the best thing to do for you. And so just keep on that path. And that, mm-hmm. I believe that's encouraging. And I know, I know nobody wants to hear, well, heck, you're trying to prepare me for the next relationship. I'm in love with my spouse now. Yeah. And and we really don't mean it in the sense that we hope this one doesn't work so you can get the one that's better. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that either way, when you do the things you need to do, become the best you you can be, Mm -hmm. that no matter what your spouse does, your future is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't feel like it today, particularly when you love that person Mm -hmm. and your heart's breaking and and we don't have the ability to reach in and pluck that pain out. Right. It's there. It's real. And you'll have to go through that, unfortunately. But if anything works, if anything works, what we're teaching you will. Mm-hmm. And if, God forbid, it doesn't work, then it does prepare you for a much, much better relationship. As our friend Jim Porto, who's our director of operations, likes to say, like attracts like. Mm-hmm. So as I become the better person, I attract somebody equal like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sergio from New Mexico is our next caller with a question. Sergio, can you hear us? Yes, I'm here. Hi. How can we help you Hello? today? Yes. Can you hear us, Sergio? Uh, yes, I can hear you guys. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was calling because uh, I've been separated from my wife. It's barely been about a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we started off about... Uh, a month ago, before that, before she moved out, um, 
we she, we started see, she started sleeping in a separate room, and mm-hmm. she just kept saying she didn't want to be married to me anymore, and um, mm-hmm. uh, just felt real disconnected for me. So about mm-hmm. all that time, I started uh, I joined the Stay My Marriage course. And, um, you know, I could tell she could see a little bit of uh, change in me right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But she felt that I should have been the one to move out. And she ended up moving out, getting her own apartment. Mm -hmm. And um, she's really mad about that right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the – my main question is, uh, since we've been separated, she says I haven't been showing her any reasons – um, for me fighting for our marriage. In other words, like instead of not doing any push behaviors towards her, mm-hmm. uh, like contact or showing her something, she says mm-hmm. I haven't been doing that. That's kind of what she wants to be seen. So I was really? a little confused on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. did she, she want you that. to move out? Yeah. Why did she want you to move out? That's the question Kimberly asked. Wanted me to move out because she felt that uh, since I may, I you know I get paid a little better that I could afford to get a spot, uh, an apartment, or even move back in with my parents because she doesn't have her parents here or really anywhere to go. So she felt like I should have been the one to move out with my parents for a couple weeks. But why separate at all? Yeah. Why did she want you guys to be apart? That's mm-hmm. what we're asking. Um, why say that again? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. What reason, what reason did she give that she wanted you to live in separate places? Why did she want out of the relationship? What reason did she tell you? Well, the reason she's been saying is that she's just not happy and she feels disconnected with me. And, uh, does she explain she what that means? Yeah. She said, you, well, you know, basically like we don't have much to talk about. She thinks. And she just doesn't find a connection with me, and she felt like I should move out because she couldn't. Basically, she told me she couldn't stand to be in the same under the same roof as me. And me seeing right. her that miserable, felt like I should be the one moving out, um, mm-hmm. and letting her stay there with the kids. But she did the exact opposite. She ended up getting her own apartment, and um, left me. They left the kids there. That way, they stay in the house. And, you know, they're safe there. But at the same time, she was pretty angry about it. She keeps saying that. And like so I she said, moved my out. question was. Okay, yes, so sir. she moved out to another apartment, and she left and she left the kids with you. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, correct. And how, how old are the kids? Um, I got a 14 and a 16-year-old. Okay. All right, Sergio, was that was that your phone dying? We just heard a noise there. No, there? no. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. So when she says something like, when she says something such as, you should have been coming after me, you're not fighting Mm -hmm. hard enough for me, there's a couple of possibilities on that, my friend, one of which is that that's just a way to keep justifying what she's doing. Now, understand, I do not know your wife. I'm not saying I know her motives. I'm just giving you some potential motives. Sometimes when people say that, they actually use that as the excuse. Like, really, it's your fault, and they've got to find some way for it to be your fault. And so it's like, well, because you're not chasing me as much as I do. Now, you do understand that it's not common that the mother leaves the children with the father. Are you aware of that? Um, yeah, I, I, 
sort of, I guess. <laughs> I've heard of it. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that that's not common. Right. And okay. do you know what it is that she's looking for, what she's searching for out there? Yeah, she just really wants to be connected with me, find uh, – she wants to do things with me. That's, she's explained to me, like, you know, maybe read a book together, uh, have a good conversation. And I felt like we did, but it just seems like every, sometimes we'll go out and it, it just doesn't happen. Also, she feels I'm not being that spontaneous with her sometimes, and she's trying because, you know, she does surprise me with this and that and um, I've tried to do date nights and this uh, as much as I can and she feels like I'm not trying that hard right there that I, she feels right. that I do it I do for everybody better more than her okay all right and so you, you started to say something a couple of minutes ago and I interrupted you said so my basic question is so what is the basic question you're asking right now my friend I was just seeing, you know, what things to show her that I'm fighting for our marriage. So one of the things you said at the beginning was you haven't been, like you stopped doing the push behaviors. And then you said it's Correct. kind of like that's what she wants. But a push behavior is when you're trying to be controlling or you're pleading or you're begging or you're try, like you're basically trying to manipulate someone into doing something different. So I'm wondering if what you're saying is 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 different. What you're actually trying to say is, and this is me asking you this question, is she wishing okay. that you were reaching out to her more to have to talk more? Is she wishing that y'all were communicating more, you asking her to go out for date nights even while separated? Or is she wanting you to do these push behaviors where you're pleading and begging and trying to control her? Because there's a difference. No, I think it's for more what you said the first uh more date night um mm -hmm. i'll tell you one of the things that i've done that she really liked like you know she lives in her separate apartment now um i'd go by and leave her a little note just saying you know a little something like she's beautiful and a couple roses on her on her car and she really liked that she just wants to see in other words uh stuff like that what i did okay those things uh, mm -hmm. fit within smart contact, Sergio. Mm -hmm. I mean, if she reacts positively to something right. that you do, then yeah. that's not a push behavior. Right. Push behaviors are what okay. push the person away. Mm -hmm. So if she's reacting positively oh. to those things, then we say, do them. Mm -hmm. For example, if she said at some point, I think I heard you say, Let, let's read a book together, then you might want to call her up and say, hey, I found this new book. And uh, you said, once you'd like to read it together, would you like to do that? Yeah. And those are not push behaviors. Those actually fit within smart contact. Smart contact means not doing the things that push the other person away. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you don't do things. You right. just don't do the things that push the other person away. Right. So our recommendation is this. I'm, I'm glad Kimberly asked that question to clarify that. Our recommendation then is this. Do those things that she likes right. and see if she starts turning around on this, my friend. Yeah. Do you suggest a good book that I could read with her? Does she want a novel or does she want a book that's like on a subject, a topic? I would think on the subject, a topic, you know, like <laughs> maybe the art of falling in love is what I was thinking. Yeah, well, you know, I kind of like that book. It's a good one. <laughs> I would recommend that one. <laughs> yeah, that's one. And uh, if you if you get to some point where it becomes specific, like for example, 
if at some point as you progress, she wants to read a book more about how do we understand each other, we can recommend, or, or how do we improve our sex life? We can actually recommend books on those things as well. But a good generic book to begin with would be The Art of Falling in Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, one question I, I was going to ask you, too, one more. Do you, you guys, I heard something about a Spark program. Is that correct? Do you guys have that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. The Spark is um, seven and a half hours of, of uh, video teaching about how to make your sex life better. Now, you don't watch all seven and a half hours at one time. It's actually 12 different chapters. And in each chapter, you watch the video. Sometimes uh, it's not me teaching. Sometimes it's an actor couple acting out, talking about certain aspects of sex. And, and their dialogues are based on couples I've really dealt with. And then occasionally says, stop the, the, the video here and do the exercise in your workbook. Then come back. I'm going to tell you what your scores mean. And if she was willing to go through that with you, then you have to watch it together. It's not something you do with the kids in the room. Okay. But you watch it right. together. Right. You, you work that that's thing out. I'm sorry. That's one of the issues. Oh, I'm sorry about interrupting the joke. Is she sex one of the issues? Like, I need to be more spontaneous. So I was thinking, you know, I heard about that spark program. Maybe I could get a hold of it or something. And, you know, besides mm-hmm. reading a book, do that another time, you know, Hey, Just, give it a shot. my friend. Really and uh, if, if she will, if she will watch it with you, I, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. If she will watch it. with okay. you. Now, have, have you ever called our office and talked to one of our client representatives? Yes, I have. I have called the office, but I just haven't asked about that program. Okay. Well, do you remember who you talked to in our office? If you do, when you call back, ask for that person, either him or her, whoever it was, and they can tell you, and they can tell you all about it. My yeah. Friend. It's set up just like the say, or very similar to the Save My Marriage course. So since you're in that, you kind of understand the way it's set up. There's those different modules and things, but yeah, I would highly yeah. recommend that you go through, go through that together. It would be very helpful. I think so. And like I said, uh, that's some of the things she's reached out to me about. I need mm-hmm. to work Good. on it. I told her. Wonderful. Um, well, if if she goes through all seven and a half hours of that with you, you're going to have some amazing sex. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> and okay. I'm you're going to be in good shape for you. That's my goal. My there goal is to get right. to the work. Well, thank and, you. Uh, Sergio, I hope right. you do. I would, I would love to meet you. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Sergio. He sounds like a really nice guy. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's doing some good stuff. I like the dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. All right. We have John from Pennsylvania as our next caller. John, can you hear us? Hey, John. Yes. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are Hi. you today? Uh, no, I'm not doing too bad. How are you guys? Well, I have bronchitis. I and I keep leaning towards you. I'm and just Kimberly's <laughs> afraid she's about to get bronchitis from me. So let's so let's not talk about us. You don't want to You're right. That is not what I want to do. So let's talk about you, so she can quit worrying about me making her sick. How about that, my friend? Okay. So, well, I've been with my wife for 14 years now. We've been married for six. Separated mm-hmm. for a little over a year. Um. Mm-hmm. I pretty much feel like all hope is lost. We've mm-hmm. been up and down, up and down. I've been trying smart contact. She went for mm-hmm. nine months without seeing somebody. Well, now she has distanced herself completely from me, and she's dating other men and yeah. just wants absolutely nothing to do with me. And she's even distancing herself from our son. We have a nine-year-old boy together. Mm. And I'm just getting to the end of my rope, and 
I don't really know what to do anymore. I am so, so sorry, John. Who does nine-year-old live with? Um, he goes back and forth with both of us. Okay. Uh, so when you 50, say he's 50, 50 every five days. Okay. So how is she distancing herself from him? Well, she doesn't really have much to do with him. And when he's with her, she doesn't pay hardly any attention to him at all. And well, it's her birthday. I'm so sorry. And she came over and I cooked a meal for her. And mm-hmm. she was too involved with going home and probably going out on a date with another man because she wouldn't tell me what she was doing, just that she had plans. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just ditched him, and he was he was heartbroken over the whole thing. I'm so, so sorry, John. And she said I was John, using him uh, to control the situation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes people do use kids to try to control, but what I'm hearing from you is that sounds like an excuse on her part. My friend, if the question is, okay, at what point do I give up, if that's what you're asking about, it's it's more of an art than a science. But is that what you're asking me? Yes. I actually uh, – okay. you answered part of my question on last week's marriage uh, secret group, but my question mm-hmm. got cut off all the way at the end. <clears throat> I don't oh, know if you remember you. that at all or not. Uh, you were the guy who didn't use punctuation. Is that correct? <laughs> no. I definitely used punctuation. I actually came <laughs> – Two or three after him. Okay. I, because I <laughs> she felt claims so she badly. wants a divorce, but oh, – I'll go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and then I felt so badly in that call. For those others listening, people who are enrolled in our online Save My Marriage course, uh, every Tuesday night I come on uh, for an hour and we do a webinar and people write in their questions. And last Tuesday, this one guy wrote out like a big paragraph with no commas, no periods. <laughs> You had no idea. What. And and so I got very lost and I felt so terrible that I couldn't right. answer his question. So John, I'm glad I didn't do that to you. Thank you, my friend. All right. So <laughs> no, that wasn't part. me. <laughs> okay. You said I answered part of your question. How did I do that? It got cut off. He said it got cut off. Uh, okay. Yes, I got cut off. I was trying to explain that she claims she wants a divorce and says she doesn't have money, but I know for a fact she has lots of money because she took her bank account when she left. And I just don't know what she's doing. She's playing the field, yeah. trying to see if she can find something better before she wants to pull the trigger. Yeah, uh, that that may be possible. So, John, here is the general principle about knowing if it's time to end it. Now, it's a general principle. It's more of an art than a science, okay? Please understand. It's not like I give you such specific things you can go, oh, that. It's more of an art. But it actually goes back to the pies we talk about, which is physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. Many, many things tie back to that. I recommend that people consider ending it when realize that what you could go to by ending this relationship is better than what you have in terms of your physical health. Now, not just yours, but the health of your son as well. And not just him, but your wife as well. So remember that general principle, people don't leave with what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Sometimes, sometimes you look at what's going on, like in your case, you look at the physical, then you look at the intellectual, like, is this confusing my mind so much that I can't work well anymore, that I'm not functioning as I should be functioning because my mind just seems to be so preoccupied. Emotional, is this thing having me so distraught, so messed up that it's beginning to affect me in all kinds of a way? Spiritual, is this thing actually affecting me in negative ways when it comes to 
um, the things I believe, the things I value, those kinds of things. And, and all four of those in terms of you and in terms of your son, and as I said, really in terms of her as well. And so say, for example, um, a woman says, well, I did try to take him back once, but he started beating me all over again. Well, what you'd be going to would be better than staying there because, it, because your life is in jeopardy there. You understand the basic principle I'm saying here? And so if you look at her did, and yeah. go, okay, it's not just that these hurt. I know these hurt. But in the sense of I'm being damaged or my son's being damaged or even if she's being damaged physically or intellectually or emotionally or spiritually. And what I'm hearing you say is that you're pretty sure your son is being damaged emotionally. Now, that's when we suggest you consider the end, because it's like if we've got to change something here because the damage being done in one or more of these areas needs to stop. Now, if I were in your shoes, John, now you make your own decisions, please. I do not tell people what to do. But if I were in your shoes and if I were sat down and, and took an hour and two and, and considered each of those carefully, if I were a religious man, I would pray over them as well, you know, take them through. If I, anyway. When you get to the end of all that, if I were in your situation and I thought, okay, it's time to to end this, then I would approach her with this. Uh, I would like for our son to live with me. Now, if she really is being burdened by him, then she's more likely to give that up. If she's being burdened by him, the thing that might prevent her from wanting to give that up is she thinks she's not going to get child support. And so if it were I, and and I'm thinking, I'm going to do this for the sake of my son. Because he's just being damaged by what's going on. I need him here all the time so I can support him and et cetera. Then I would actually say to her, well, let's go ahead and consider ending this. And I want him to live with me, but I'll still give you enough money where that you don't lose all your child support kind of thing. In other words, take away from her the excuse of I need him because I want cash. Now, I'm not saying she's that heartless. I'm just speaking in terms of general illustrations here. I don't know her, and well, I'm not saying she would be that heartless. Kimberly, am I making I'm, any sense of that? I'm actually at the opposite point here. No, you're not rambling. Uh, John, tell me what you're no, hearing. No, you're not. John, no, communicating. Uh, you've actually kind of got me to a different question. I'm at the opposite end where my financials have changed and where mm. if I were to go back and refile for child support, she may end up owing me money. Oh. But I don't know if I should do that because I'm afraid it'll just push her even further away. Well, if you have come... When, if, if it ever happens, and I would love for this thing to turn around tomorrow, mm-hmm. but if it ever comes to the point where you have to do that, where you say, okay, this is damaging physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, to me, him, her, somebody, I'm going to have to pull the plug on this, then that might be the way you can get your son to live with you all the time. Like, okay, uh, I'm going to sue you for child support in this process. My attorney is going to help me with that. But we can reduce that sum if he just lives with me all the time. In other words, to negotiate, because and forgive me, but based on what you were saying, it seems to me right now that one of the most important elements in this is the boy. Am I missing that? No, you're not. He is, and he's he's struggling quite a bit with it because at her house, it's nothing family or anything like that, and then when he comes with me, it's, well, he knows that I still love his mom and want us to get back together, so he's he's torn. He's stuck in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My heart breaks for you, John, and my heart breaks for that boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you heard a general principle. Look at the past. Not just that they hurt, but now that some damage is occurring in one or more of those to one of the major players, meaning her, me, or the son. 
And that's when it's like, okay, going to what we'll go to is better than what we have. That's when you make that decision. But in your case, I'm saying get a, a lawyer who's really smart and figure out how you can get the son. I'm not trying to hurt your wife. It's not about hurting her. I'm just thinking about the welfare of the boy. And, and I know you are too. John, my heart breaks. It's a tough situation, but yeah, it sounds I, to me like I don't know how to reconnect again. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you divorce, if you divorce, if you divorce, doesn't mean it's necessarily over. Right. Okay. It, I, I sometimes it works out after. Seem like we've disconnected. Sorry, I seem like we've disconnected so much. It's almost like I don't even know how to begin to try to reconnect. Yeah. Well, when she's giving you no contact whatsoever. I mean, you're talking about a woman who's so emotionally disconnected. Donald, it's not just you as the son as well. And I'm basing that on what you say. Obviously, I don't know her. I don't know the situation. But based on what you say, she's disconnecting from him as well. It may be time to do something. Yeah. But okay. you sound strong. You, you sound do. like a you strong like man. A strong so I have no doubt that you will navigate navigate this with grace and do it very well. But we're here for you, especially in that uh, secret course group. <laughs> Utilize that community, utilize that Facebook group, the calls, keep doing the things that you're doing there. Um, and we'll be there every step of the way. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, Thanks, John. John. Uh, I again apologize for this bronchitis having to cough every so often. Not very professional, but I certainly can't help hey, it. You can't, yeah, you can't help it. You can't do anything about it. All right. Uh, the next caller we have here is Anna from Texas who has a question. Anna, can you hear us? I can hear you. Great. How can we help Hello? you today? Yeah, can you hear okay. us? Yes. Thank you. Okay, how may okay. we help you, so, my friend? Sorry. Um, <coughs> basically, um, most of my marriage has been problematic. Uh, we're together now, but we've been separated before. And prior mm-hmm. to the last separation, I guess we lived basically as roommates with him in the other room. And um, maybe it went on like that for about three years. And so we were separated for another two. So there, there's a big gap there where, you know, where there's just a big disconnect. We've been, he's been back home for about a year. But I'm just having a really hard time connecting and I don't want to fall into that place again um, mm-hmm. he has expressed that he's unhappy and then other times you know he's, he's uh, he has expressed his concerns but my concern is that it's um, I guess the lack of intimacy the lack of connection and I don't know how to break down that wall and what prompted me to make this call was just something that I found <laughs> of his. I don't even know if I need to bring it. I don't know how to bring it up. It's just things are so just it's like I, I like we don't we just don't communicate and if I do try it turns into an argument. So I I'm just looking for a direction. Anna does um do you feel controlled or dominated by him? You know, I don't, but he he is the strong personality. So usually mm-hmm. if I have a concern, it turns around, he'll turn it around on me. You know, I, it, it'll, we, we've discussed 
you know, what his issues are with me plenty of times. <clears throat> but if I try to, it's very hard for me to pin him down on anything. Does that so make sense? Do, you, and, do, you, do you feel like you walk on eggshells just trying to keep everything smooth and those kinds of things? To an extent, yeah, to a to an extent, I, I it's it's uh, pretty much it's been a smooth year since we've been back. It's been awkward because we've been apart for so long, but it's been, you know, we're we're friends. I can say that we can talk, but if I ever want to talk about an issue, that's where I run into a wall, basically. And okay. Now, I feel did, like did I have I a you, big issue right Did now. I hear you correctly a couple of minutes ago when you said that, tell me, Kimberly, about that you typically wind up coming around to agreeing with him or something like that? I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. Uh, basically that whatever concern I have, I don't feel gets addressed. We turn it, he turns it around, we end up discussing whatever, you know, it's like he turns the finger right back around that. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or okay. we'll just discuss some other issue that's my fault, and that, and you know, I'm the type of person that I try to own up to my faults. So mm-hmm. we'll end up discussing that for a half hour, and whatever I had initially wanted to okay, talk so, about doesn't even get fixed. Mm-hmm. So basically, then it is about. So you become basically the the only one that does things wrong when it, when your discussions. It's. Does it ever take responsibility for the things that he doesn't do right? Yes, yes, he does. But it's it's usually when it's when it gets to the point where he, you know, he'll get angry and say mean things. That's when he'll he'll feel bad afterwards and he'll apologize. And mm-hmm. he'll, but okay, just, uh, we gotta. Well, I think we have a better picture of your or situation now. So tell me again the basic question that you're asking now that we have a better understanding of, of what's going on there. Okay. So basically I, I I guess I'm for the first time ever, we've never worked on our marriage really. I, I, I want to take steps to you know, I just see it going in the wrong direction because I've seen it before. And so basically um I'm afraid that he's been unfaithful before that's what the issues were and so I I found some evidence that I don't you know I can't say one way or the other what it is and just I don't know how to even bring it up it's just we're that disconnected and I don't even know if I should and so my question is how do I break down that wall how do I start getting through to him I Unfortunately, Anna, you you cannot break the other person's wall down. Only they can Mm -hmm. decide whether or not they're really going to communicate. I would recommend that you not uh, talk to him about the thing you found. Let me tell you why I'm recommending not. First of all, if I heard you correctly, if if I heard you correctly, it doesn't exactly prove it. It indicates it, but it may not prove it. Is that what I heard you say? Is that right? That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and the second thing is, you've told us now at least two different times that when you get into discussions, he just brings it around and around and around until finally it's your fault. You see, when when people confront a person about something like, I think you may be having an affair, it's common, very common, that rather than, than them saying, oh, my goodness, I'm caught, let's deal with this, it's very common for them instead to attack you. 
Like, how in the world did you find that? Are you spying on me, et cetera, et cetera? That happens most of the time. Mm -hmm. But you've told me that your husband does that already. And so I would predict that would Mm -hmm. happen absolutely, that it would be all about you being the person who did something wrong instead of him. And I don't see any value for you to do that. Now, you you do what you think is best. You make your own decisions. But I'm encouraging Mm -hmm. you not to confront him with that because I don't think it's going to turn out well. Now, if you're going to get him to do anything, Anna, it's going to be where that you can look him in the eye and say, I really need you to hear my heart. I don't want you to explain why I'm wrong about what I feel. I'm wrong about what I think. I'm wrong about what I do. I need you to hear my heart. Will you do that? And if you start sharing your heart about your feelings, what you feel, and if he starts trying to bring it around again, you say, please stop. I'm, I'm not asking for your direction. I'm not asking for you to solve my problems. I'm not asking you for anything other than just to hear me, understand my heart. And, and if he finally does, then you actually will open a door of communication. But if he doesn't, if it still comes around about he's changing things around, then, then that communication is not going to take place. There's no way for you to break it down. There is a possible way for you to get him to lower it by talking about it. Mm-hmm. Just do this for me and don't give me directions. Don't give me commandments. Don't tell me why it's my fault. Just hear my heart. If he does, you'll slowly get to where you want to go. If he doesn't, it was still, in my opinion, the best approach you could have taken. Okay. I am so sorry, Anna. My my heart hurts for you. I am so sorry. Thank you. No, that's good advice. We'll definitely okay. All right, Anna. try that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Oh, Kimberly, my heart is broken. I know. She sounded like such a sweet, gentle spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I said it early in the program we're running into more and more and more and more issues where that the primary problem, even if infidelity, even if infidelity occurred, that the primary mm-hmm. problem was that one has been just running over the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're seeing that too, right? Yeah. It makes, it makes it hard to want. So even after an affair, it can make it hard to want to go back or, you know, depending on who the controlling person was, that, that it's just a hard it's one of the hardest things that can happen to a marriage because it involves such deep change in mm-hmm. the person who mm-hmm. is the controlling spouse. And to even be open to hearing that they have been controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in my, my wife and I are in our second marriage to each other. And in the second marriage, she's been very vocal about it, helping me understand how in our first marriage, I was very controlling to her. Mm-hmm. She tried to tell me in the first marriage, but I I was not listening. Mm -hmm. In the second marriage, uh, she makes sure that I listen because (laughs) by nature, I will control things around me. And sometimes I don't realize I'm affecting people. Mm -hmm. So not every person who controls is evil or bad at heart. It can be for all kinds of different reasons, like coming out of an alcoholic home, your childhood home. Those people have a great need often to control what's going on around them Mm -hmm. because of what they grew up with. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a big issue. We're going to be dealing more with that and talking more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we will. But we heard for your heart. You want to do one more? We'll do one more. The last one we're going to do is Jonathan in Washington. Jonathan, can you hear us? Yes, I can. All right. How can we help you today? 
So um, I had briefly told Kathy about my situation. It was about how can I build the trust back for my wife. Um, I had I had committed something horrible. I cheated on my wife, and it's the worst thing you can imagine. You can do a lot of remorse, and I have a lot of resentment. And I want to try to bring it back Jonathan? together. Jonathan. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan. It's kind of windy, and there's a. Can you speak? more directly into the microphone. Yeah, we're having trouble hearing. The last thing I heard was um, your wife is having trouble trusting you again. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm at work and I do. Um, So what I'm asking is um, how can I help bring back had committed infidelity with her, with someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jonathan, your your phone is breaking up terribly, my friend. We we're having real trouble okay. hearing you. Um, I'm so sorry, but we we missed more than. Can you hear me now? I can now. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Real clear now. Yeah, it's yeah. real clear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, because I was on the earpiece. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, so, that's um, good. Okay, so yeah, that was my question. Um, how can I bring the trust back after infidelity? Um, it's, it's been, I have no communication with the other person whatsoever. I have dropped mm-hmm. that relationship 100%. Um, mm-hmm. I've been bouncing around, staying in different places and I had to come back and ask her if I could stay there. So now we're basically roommates. I'm living in the living room and, mm-hmm. um, she says she doesn't want to do anything. She doesn't want to forgive me. She says she can't, she will never be able to move on. She doesn't trust me anymore. Today, this morning, she actually told me, I just don't want to be spying on your phone, having access to all the information. I don't want to do that. I don't feel that I need to do that to be with someone. Mm-hmm. So I asked, I told her, I'm willing to do anything and everything to try to make this work and put it back together. And I've worked on my pies as well. She's noticed it. And I've actually helped with the kids as well. You know, they've noticed it too. I've, um, okay. she's just been so very negative long, about it. Yeah. How long has she known about the affair? Um, so I have, this went, this happened in January 25th of this year. Okay. And how long has your wife known about it? That's the day she discovered it. Oh, that's the day she discovered how long, it. How long has the affair been over? It had been over like a month before. Before she found out about it? Yeah. Okay. But the other, the other person kept insisting and sending pictures and text messages, and that's how she found it because I, I, I thought I didn't have any more communication. And she sent a picture in a, in a text message, and she opened my phone. She thought it was her phone, and she saw it. And that's how she discovered mm-hmm. the whole thing, and I had it tell her everything and she saw pictures and yeah <laughs> okay so it's been like uh what two months altogether since your wife found out like four months four months it's going on four months. <laughs> okay four months you know what joe also too i want to thank you i want to thank you so much for making the effort and trying to be there for people and it shows how much you really care and taking your time even though you're not feeling mm-hmm. well thank you so much mm-hmm. well thank thank you my friend i appreciate that but kimberly's a slave driver i have to do this if i'm sick or not <laughs> whatever <laughs> As to your situation, my friend, um, four months is still a relatively short period of time about what's going on. Is is she, by any chance, a religious person? Yes. Okay. And uh, has she talked to her priest, rabbi, or minister about this? Um, yes and no, and she doesn't really trust anyone. She's at the stage where she's very denial on anything, doesn't want any help. She's pretty much shut herself down. And she's watched videos, and she's just closing herself and just being 
herself and that's it in her little cocoon. <laughs> Have you ever called our office and talked to any of our client representatives? Amber. Perfect. Would you ask your wife, if, if you have any communication with her, if she'd be willing to do a 10-minute call with Amber, not, not as your client representative, not as our employee, but to talk with Amber as a person who would understand her situation, who's been where she's been. If you ask her, you know, would you, like, would you be willing to talk to this person? I, I called this organization and, and, and found this lady who's been helping me, and then I've discovered that, that she may be a great resource for you, even if you don't ever want to do anything about putting our marriage back together. Um, she's a lady who will understand, a person who will understand exactly what you've been through. And, and uh, I'm not saying anything out of school. Amber has come on our videos and talked about those things. Mm-hmm. If she would be willing to talk to Amber on the phone directly, if she'd be willing to do that, yeah. and don't push it. You can't push it. You've got to make this very gentle offer. Then Amber right. can relate to her and, and help her understand you know, mm-hmm. how this feels, how that hurts. I mean, three minutes into the conversation, she's been going, okay, Amber, you get it. You understand me. And that could be a very mm-hmm. good first step toward putting this in the right direction. So I'm glad that when you called, you got Amber because she is the perfect person for this. And I'm, I know she'll be glad to do this. But I, I suggest yeah. that's your next step. Your next step is to somehow gently ask your wife if she'd like mm-hmm. to talk to Amber because Amber has been exactly where she's been. And that, and that Amber's not going to try to sell her something. Amber's not going to try to convince her to come back to you. Amber's just going to kind of help understand her story. And I'll talk to Amber to make sure that um, she knows exactly what I promised you. Would that, would yeah. that be okay? Would you give that a try? I will. You know what? I'm, like I said, I'm willing to do anything and everything to bring back my beautiful mm-hmm. love of my life and, and, and restore my okay. family because – I mean, she's six foot. I'm six foot three. Everybody sees us in public. We got kids that are over six foot, and they just think, "Oh, you guys are wow. such a beautiful family," and it just wow. feels so good. And just to yeah. not be there with the love of my life and my children is tearing me apart, Amen. honestly. And I've been through some tough times. <laughs> I'm sure you have, my friend. We'll do everything we can to mm-hmm. help you put that family back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, and you know this, there are consequences to our behaviors. You know, the things we do come back at us. But that does not mean this marriage is necessarily over, my friend. Mm -mm. It does not mean it. Understand that she's hurt. Give her some space. But gently. As a matter of fact, why don't you call Amber first and talk to Amber and tell Amber what I said. And I'll talk to Amber as well. And then see uh, if you can set that up. Okay? All right? Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Jonathan. And tell them again how they can find all of our stuff. A lot. I remember, I've had two kids since the last time I did this. You make it sound like you got pregnant and had two children in four months. That's not what You know, happens. if that's what people <laughs> want to take away from this. Or it makes it sound like I've been gone for three years. Um, yeah, so we, we have different ways that you can connect with us. You can find a bunch of our shows on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash marriage helper. Be sure to subscribe. You can see all of our free videos there. You can find more of our articles, more about our workshop, different things like that on our website at marriagehelper.com. And if you want to call our office and talk to one of the people on our client relations team about the things we've talked about, that spark product that Joe had mentioned, the save my marriage course, the workshop that we have whatever that might be, then you can call and our team is here during office hours. Then we'll answer your phone. We'll get you to someone um, that you can talk to. And so, yeah, we're uh, here for you. Mm-hmm. Whatever and that you number need. is for those that are on blog talk, they can't see the screen. Mm-hmm. It's 866-903-0990. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
That is 866-903-0990. I used to do radio commercials. You have to say the number twice. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I was taught to leave voicemails as a child. Thank you, folks, for being with us. Thank you, Kimberly, for coming back on and helping me out. Absolutely. Get better, Joe. And, hey, to all of our listeners, we had a ton of callers we couldn't get to this time. But please connect with us in other ways and listen back next week. We'll be here again at 1230 Central Time. Until then, have a great rest of your week.